Hello, welcome to the first ever episode of the Dragon's Pen, podcast about fantasy writing, sci-fi writing and any other genre-specific writing. My name is Martin, I'm a fantasy writer myself, I have spent hundreds of hours attending workshops, leading workshops and, you know, judging competitions, reviewing tons of texts of inspiring authors, so I thought I might share my experience uh, with you, the internet. For now it's going to be a single host, so think about it as kind of a fun with flags deal, uh, maybe it will grow bigger. But for now, it's just going to be me talking to my computer for no reason at all. So, let's get to it. The topic of the first episode is, one does not simply write a fantasy novel. Uh, more specifically, it should be more like, one does not simply start their writing career by writing a fantasy novel right off the bat without any previous writing experience at all. But I don't think that would rank, so I'm sticking with a shorter title. And uh, I get the drive. It started the same for me when I was younger. I, you know, you saw, a, you see a book, uh, you see a movie, you play a game and it inspires you and all of a sudden you want to do it your way. You want to create your own world, your own races, your own kingdoms and it provides you this amazing creative freedom that you never encountered before. I mean, who gets to create their own world just, you know, from scratch? So, you start you the world buildings come comes very naturally you you know you create uh, the idea of the world you create the first fractions maybe a magic system as well pivotal scenes of your new fantasy saga just kind of jump into your head and so you start to write and that's when a lot of writers you know encounter first problems when they get off the high of creativity and inspiration and enthusiasm and, you know, after a few pages they get stuck or lost and they are not sure what's going on. So, usually you get two reactions when you say you want to do a fantasy novel. It's either don't, never gonna make it, or yeah, go for it, you can do it. And I want to talk about, rather than tell you which you should choose, I want to explain both of these to you so you can understand what they mean and what would it mean for you and your writing if you do or if you don't. So let me give you an example of the first novel. Uh, one I have saw multiple times in different you know, shapes and colors, but basically still the same concept. So you have this young hero, let's call him Alex. He is born with a tattoo that nobody knows, you know, the purpose of. He lives in a foster family in a tiny village at the edge of a kingdom, let's say, kingdom of Ran. And there is his teenage friends, maybe a teenage crush, and there is an ancient evil awaking far into the hills. Well, not too far, but it's getting closer. In a village, they only hear sporadic messages like caravans whistling or maybe soldiers marching around. They don't really understand what is going on. And all of a sudden, the village gets attacked. 
rather than facing you you know another child's adventure when he and his friends ran into the forest alex olohaden has to face a real life or death situation and he runs away he fights his way out of the village along with let's say a friend and his teenage crush let's say ariana during the fight for the village and for his life he discovered that he has some sort of strange abilities that he never saw before he did something maybe controlled a flame for a little while with his own mind so what does it all mean what does the tattoo mean what does the attack on the village mean so he alex and ariana end up with the village destroyed on a way to a new adventure and their lives are never going to be the same why am i giving you this example it's because many aspiring authors build something similar in their heads and create something similar while writing it's not you know it's not a bad idea it's common it can be a great book and you know multiple times things like these are great books so why doesn't it work for you the scene right after the village is destroyed and alex and ariana escape the village with their own lives is a place where many authors get stuck all of a sudden you know the action died down the rush is gone the enthusiasm the high of creativity and inspiration is kind of lingering so what's going to happen this example will help us to understand many common issues that uh, aspiring writers face with their first fantasy novel so let's analyze it a tiny little bit who is alex why is he the main character of this story why is he a guy why is he young why is he a teenager why doesn't he have his own family why doesn't he know his own parents why is he orphan a very common answer is that alex isn't really created by the author it kind of just pops out it just jumps out of the author and wants to live it kind of reflects the author in many ways and let me explain why this happens is because when you don't have writing experience you don't necessarily know how to create your character to suit your needs you have the idea of the story and you need a proper character to fulfill the story but you're not entirely sure how to create it yet and this is a time when subconscious takes over and kind of creates a mirror image of the writer it doesn't you know it doesn't necessarily have to be like a perfect copy there are some differences and some something like that but usually author is young so the character is young author feels like he's unfulfilled some ambition so same will go for the character the lack of parents however that's uh, usually a different story you know relationship between parent and a child is very complicated to understand and more complicated to write especially for the first chapter of your first fantasy novel so usually authors go for well okay, he's an orphan there will be maybe a uncle that kind of takes care of him and that's it because you know it would be wasting your creativity and your time in this world setting that you created you created something fantastic something new something just you know that bubbled up out of your head you don't necessarily want to spend the first chapter of it talking about something you know you know intimately which is relationship between you and your parents 
which is only natural. That's why being an orphan as a main character in a fantasy novel becomes such a cliche. It it's kind of a uh, you know like a defense mechanism, uh, not mixing something you know too intimately with something that is brand new and fantastic for you, which is this fantasy world. So you have Alex, who is an orphan for no reason uh, other than the fact that you kind of don't feel like writing about your parents. You have a boy hero that you're not entirely sure why he's a teenager, why he's a boy. It just feels right at this particular moment. And that is why you get stuck. Because young authors don't necessarily create the entire story. They create character. They create uh, interesting space, interesting scene, interesting side characters. They create interesting, I don't know, mythos or interesting ancient evil. They don't create all of it together most of the time because don't, they don't necessarily know how to. So it's like they create interesting things in the world, an interesting world. They don't necessarily create interesting interactions between those things. And this is when you usually get stuck as a young author. That's why you probably have a 30 pages of a fantasy novel in your drawer and you're not entirely sure what is wrong with it. So this is one of the issues that you can encounter. Another one is when you struggle between pivotal scenes. It kind of stems from the same issue as Alex does. You have ideas for pivotal scenes. You kind of have them naturally, they come up and you want to include them in a fantasy novel. And the problem is, there's a lot of space in between them. Like, you cannot have the first attack on a village where Alex proves his salt, and then all of a sudden he's fighting the second in command of the entire evil army. You know, there's there's need to be development, there's need to be a story between all that, and you're not entirely sure how to manage it yet. Well, okay, so they escaped with their own lives. So now you have Alex, now you have Ariana out of the burning village. So what do they do? What do you write about? Uh, is there going to be a passage about them just like strolling to the forest and, you know, looking for food? Or do they have the food? Are they going to clean themselves up? Maybe there will be something, you know, an interesting interaction there. So what do you do and how do you make it work? All of a sudden, you are presented with so many different scenarios and so many different ideas on how to push this that you are kind of overwhelmed. And this is another issue that, you know, happens very commonly with uh, first fantasy novels and young authors is that you get overwhelmed by the amount of text, the, the sheer amount of what's gonna have to happen for the pivotal scenes to make sense. And usually, uh, aspiring authors kind of like fill those. Um, places in between pivotal scenes with stuff they find interesting as well but doesn't necessarily fit the story too much you know they meet a fantastic side character that is an ancient mage that can control I don't know clouds or something like that uh, it's a fantastic character but how does he really help Alex become a hero or how does he help Ariana cope with her loss. That's another thing that can happen to you is character interactions can get, you know, out of hand. Because all of a sudden you have the situation 
where Alex is kind of looking for, you know, his path towards fate and to fil- fulfill his legacy. And Ariana, on the other hand, is broken because her village, her childhood, her family, all of this got destroyed. So what would a sensible woman or a girl do in her place? Most likely she would gather all she can spare and just, you know, walk to the next village or maybe find a village where some distant family lives and try to build her life anew there. But Alex wants to follow his legacy. He wants to become a hero. He doesn't know why yet, but he knows he can't just go back to living in a village. He needs to do more. And how do you write this interaction between Ariana and Alex? And especially when there's a this background of them being crushed in one another. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it doesn't really matter. So there's a emotions in there and, you know, you have to write the interaction of him trying to outlive his life and her trying to find a new life somewhere close by. But you need kind of both of them for the story. So so usually you come up with another interesting idea to kind of fill in the space. And that's how most fantasy novels kind of die. They become tabled, they become overly complicated even for the author, and they become, you know, filled with scenes that Arthur is not entirely fulfilled with, and they feel like they there's more creative potential they just cannot reach because all of this boring stuff gets in a way. Like, you know, what do they eat? Do they need to eat? Where do they sleep? How they will, you know, be on the road and not run into uh, bandits or something like that. So this is exactly why you shouldn't write your fantasy novel. You'll get lost. You lose the enthusiasm. You lose your inspiration and creativity uh, in a just, you know, under the pressure of the text. And you can get bored, annoyed and demotivated and stop writing altogether, which would be bad. Because writing is awesome and you probably have something, you know, unique to offer to the world, to the crowd, to the readers. But you just kind of buried yourself uh, with your first fantasy novel. So this is why you shouldn't. Even though it feels like it, you really need to write it down, it is, it is important. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I did. I wrote my first fantasy novel. It was awful and I have it in my drawer and I'm never going to read it again until, you know, maybe I will read it again. So so I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I just want you to understand what you might encounter. Think of a fantasy novel as a boss fight. You don't start your adventure with a boss fight. You need to get experience, unlock abilities, you know, get proper armor or weapons, and then you can tackle the boss fight. You can kind of like poke at it with a stick at the first level and see like what he does or it does, the boss, and, you know, die a bunch of times to think like, okay, I think I need, you know, fire resistance thing, or, you know, this or that. So think of the fantasy novel as a boss fight, and every boss fight is going to end up as a failure unless you are very well prepared. So why should you write a fantasy novel? Or at least try to write one? There is a big chance that you might not succeed. 
And that's okay, because you don't necessarily have to finish your fantasy novel to kind of gain something from it. It can just be a learning experience on how to write, how to tackle the first chapters, how to tackle the enticing incident, or how to come up with uh, an interesting, you know, main character, or a mythos, let's say. So, I would say you can try, and you should expect it not to work in your favor, because usually the first fantasy novels of aspiring authors are not very good, you know, when it comes to the skill of writing and just the general quality of the text, it's usually not something that breaks the world. This is what I hear a lot of time when I'm presented with a, a snippet or a first chapter by someone who has a fantastic entire fantasy saga at home and just wants to know how the first chapter is. Well, you know, it kind of pains me to tell them yeah, it's, it's not good, it doesn't work. Because I know the rest of the text doesn't work either. There might be fantastic ideas, original thoughts in there, but they are buried under you know, lack of skill of the writing itself. Which is funny, because writing feels very natural to almost everyone. You can write, you can talk, you can communicate. Like, what's the big deal if you want to write a fantasy novel? It shouldn't be that hard. I mean, okay, you understand there's a lot of aesthetics in a way, and that you kind of need to try, but, you know, it feels like it shouldn't be that hard, and yet it is. Why is that? And let's go back to our example of Alex and Ariana in the Kingdom of Ran and the ancient evil awaking in the hills. So let's say you have this fantastic world and fantastic ancient evil and mythology in place. And you kind of wonder where to put it in the text itself. Okay, so you can create maybe a prologue where ancient evil awakes and maybe there will be a little scene with the ancient mage fighting the ancient evil and, you know, shoving it back into the hills and to kind of create its own prison for thousands of years. Or maybe you can just put it into some character explaining it to Alex uh, because he saw his tattoo and he knows what the tattoo means. And all of a sudden you realize it's not just world building and storytelling and character development. You have to construct sentences, you have to pick out words that fit the situation. And there's a lot you can learn there. Just by trying where, you know, to put the ancient mythology in the text, where it fits better. Uh, should Alex just have it in dream or should he hear it from someone or should be... Uh, should it be a separate part of a text that kind of explains the whole thing? And if you kind of abandon the idea that this fantasy novel will be, you know, breaking the world once it's finished and you need to finish it no matter what, then it gives you amazing amount to, you know, amazing space to play with the text itself. One thing that can really help you uh, when you want to write a fantasy novel and you get stuck, is feedback. The thing with a feedback is it can get, you know, painful because you expect people to be swept away when yet they necessarily are not and they come up with, you know, mistakes and problems they see in your text and it kind of hurts to hear all that. But, you know, feedback should be a little bit hurtful when it's 
you know, when it helps. Because when someone tells you, yeah, that's awesome, just continue, you will just continue write this thing that doesn't really teach you too much. But when someone tells you, yeah, like, why is Alex a boy? You're a, you know, you're a teenage girl and you're writing about guy. Maybe Alex should be a girl. Why don't we make Alex a girl? And you're like, oh, I have to change so much in the text right now. It just, it, is it even worth it? Most probably, yes, because you learn how to edit, you learn how to change your character and to more make your character fit the story a tiny bit better. And it makes you think about the character itself. I said it before, like, why is Alex a guy? You know, why isn't he, and you know, a dog? He could probably be a dog hero, right? I mean, it's a fantasy world, like, what's, what's really so bad about that? Well, it needs to be relatable. Okay, and that's the answer you want to come to because that is something that makes you think and recreate your character to fit your story, to fit your purpose, to fit your fantasy novel better. So that's kind of what you want to do is to go back and kind of question yourself and kind of analyze what you have already written. And that's why I think trying to write a fantasy novel can be very rewarding experience if you kind of abandon the expectation of this, you know, being the next Lord of the Rings or next Aragon or next Harry Potter. Because, you know, nobody says you cannot do the next Aragon or next Harry Potter. But the best way to learn how to do it is just to try and fail multiple times, get feedback, and then... When you start to write, again, the next story, the next fantasy novel is going to be easier, not just because you don't have the text you need to worry about from, you know, previous chapters where you're not especially satisfied with everything. It's also because you kind of know what you want to get to a little better than you know a previous attempt. And this is kind of a way to get yourself to write better and better text, is to try and fail again until you kind of understand what you want to do with the entire text before you even start writing. I'm not saying there shouldn't be a discovery in your writing. I'm just saying, like, you should have a better idea of, your, of what you're tackling. So when you're going to write a fantasy novel or you already have written a few chapters... Go back, revisit it, uh, have some relevant feedback, not just like people who say, oh, it's awesome, or people who just like, you know, hate it for sake of hating it. So have someone that knows a little bit about writing, uh, give you feedback, make them read it, and make them talk to you about it. So the next fantasy novel you write uh, is going to be way better and is going to not have these mistakes because this sort of thing kind of alters your way of thinking. I can tell you, you know, basic rules of novel writing right now, but it's not going to probably, you know, make you think differently about your text. You kind of have to experience it and kind of have to fail it once or twice to understand how it really works. So that is why trying to write a fantasy novel is great experience, and you should probably think about doing it especially when, when you want to be a fantasy writer, is to fail a few times. I know it sounds kind of negative or maybe too motivational and empty, 
But you can trust me, I have been there. I have started my first fantasy novel when I was, I would think, 14 or something like that. It was, I would say, awful. It was just, you know, I was so high on a third Warcraft. I bought some books about, you know, the world of Azeroth. And I was so convinced I kind of want to do it on my own. So I created this world that is kind of, you know, similar uh, as the Azeroth, but at the same time very different because I want it to be like the opposite of what I know. So instead of elves being frail and, you know, elegant, there would be this like brutal hulking uh, huge elves, uh, which is ridiculous. It was just me fighting against what I already knew. I wrote like, I would say... 30 pages of it before I stopped and got stuck and didn't know what to do next. So then I started writing another fantasy novel, this time about something entirely different, with an entirely different world when I created everything from scratch. And I just kept kind of going in circles. And I remember distinctly um, writing scenes that kind of I had to force myself to write because they didn't entirely fit um, the text I wanted to have, I, I couldn't, I feel like, I felt like I couldn't fulfill the potential of the book, really. Eventually, my first published book was a short story novel, which means it was a, you know, a bunch of short stories with some overarching plot or ideas. And this was much easier to tackle than an entire novel, because short stories were kind of separate, I could exist within them, and just give them a tiny bit that would overarc to the new story. And I could create the entire like a plot that makes sense as it being stretched over multiple stories, yet at the same time I could work on, in this tiny space of a short story, that would be much easier to handle. So, you know, I don't think I would be able to do this if I didn't try to do a few fantasy novels first. So... You might think about making a few short stories or maybe trying to do just like a separate situation just for the sake of learning how to tackle this particular, you know, idea. So you want to write, let's say, a high-octane action scene. Have you ever tried to written one before? How is it going to be? Are you going to wait half of a book before you even try you know, you can write it on your own and just get some feedback on how it feels. And, you know, you can get your own feedback. Just give it a month of a rest and, you know, read a book in between. Get a fresh perspective and it will help you to better understand your own text and what could you do better just by reading it and comparing it to, you know, fantastic work of art that is out there. And uh, it might not be enough most of the time. But sometimes it can be a really helpful tool to learn how to manage things that you haven't thought about before. So that is why you should certainly try to write a fantasy book, just right out of the bat. You know, just to kind of tackle the boss fight and see your strengths and your weaknesses in the context of the boss fight. So let's get back to our example of Alex, Ariana, and, you know, the Kingdom of Ran and the Ancient Evil and the Mysterious Statue on Alex. 
So how is it going to end? Are you going to force yourself to write new situations and, you know, come up with side characters? But there's a very simple way to make it worthwhile. End it right after the village burns. Instead of having an epic fantasy novel about Alex becoming a hero and, you know, tackling the ancient evil, you can have an intimate story about Alex and Ariana, you know, the teenage crush, uh, with their lives turned around by a sudden violent incident, and have them, you know, part ways on a crossroads. And, you know, because Alex wants to pursue his fate, Ariana wants to, you know, rebuild her life anew, and they're in an impasse, and you can have a meaningful, strong ending right there. It's not going to be a fantasy novel, it's going to be a short story, it's going to be something different, but it's going to be something that you can, you know, return to, and something you can get feedback on, and something when you can learn how to manage complex human emotions and complex human interactions between your characters. So go ahead and try. Go ahead and don't. It's really up to you. All I want to say is that you kind of want to understand both of these options and look at the huge gray area in between do and don't when it comes to writing your own fantasy novel right off the bat. Thank you for listening.